0: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
1: Eric, let's get into some generational challenges here. Uh, I want to talk about some of the financial challenges that maybe are facing different generations out there. I know you have clients, primarily you have a lot of clients that are getting closer to retirement, but I'm sure you also probably work with some of their kids or starting to work with them as generational well, as well. So let's talk about some of the things that you see as just a financial professional in general as well. So we'll start okay. with millennials. Um, you and I both, since we, uh, my da- actually my daughter, I guess she's technically Gen Z, because it looks like this is millennials are born Eighty-one to ninety-six, right? And my mine was born in ninety-seven, so I guess she must be a Gen Z. But either way, what are some of the things that are facing folks in the uh, this eighty-one category? Which cracks me up, by the way, because I would have thought that uh, they keep moving these things around. I would have thought that eighty-one would still be part of Gen X, but it's not. So,
2: yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, I think because of the amount of years, there typically it looks like all of them are. Uh, 15 well, they used to be twenty, or, right? And they've yeah. moved
1: them to like fifteen now.
2: But anyway. Yeah. Because I don't know, everyone wants to be in a. I guess they could change the demographics and market the things differently, but for the sake of the argument, millennials, what do you got? Right, and and there's a lot of you know jokes about millennials and they're entitled and all this kind of stuff. But I think it's the Z's. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, true. That was the uh, participation ribbons and safe zones, that kind of stuff. Love you, kid. But yeah, (laughs) anyway. But millennials, what they're facing is, from a financial standpoint, is. Uh, about the time that they're, you know, wanting to uh, expand, get a house, all that kind of stuff, what they're looking at is prices that are way more than oh, what yeah? their well, parents true. bought them for at the same stage in life. You know, because we had the rapidly appreciation house prices right about the time they're doing it. A lot of student loan debt they have. Yeah. yeah that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, well, one, education is always rises way faster than um, than inflation. When they talk about student loan crisis and never go back and say, well, what about the people that provide it lowering the cost of it? Yeah, just (laughs) the
1: tuition crisis. Like
2: maybe we need to make that a little bit more attainable. yeah, exactly. And and free's not the answer. It's like, okay, why does uh, Harvard need an endowment like it does? Like everyone that could go to that school for free for the next twenty five years probably and and they still pay all their teachers and staff all that salaries and so that, those are whole different are different arguments. But right. so this is one of the reasons why I, I sense that they they have a little I hate to use the word term bitterness to them, but almost is yeah, because little they're chip. like yeah, little chip. I'm not you know, I'm not as well off as my parents were at the same stage in my life. No, that's
1: a great point. I see tons of those little memes and stuff all the time, right? It's like you know, me at 30 trying to figure out how to get married and and buy a house and have a kid, and it's like my parents at 30 were already doing these things, right? Right. Yeah. So that's a good point.
2: Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, they have less wealth accumulation at the same stage in life as well because of the, you know, rents are higher, cost of mortgages are higher, and they have a lot of student loan debt. Car, that I, mean, off. I mean, think Cars about some expensive. of the car yeah.
1: conversations, right? I mean, when you and I, you and I didn't pay, necessarily pay attention because we were kids, but when you and I were, you know, 10 years old, let's say in 1980, I was, you know, 10 years old, uh, you know, the the cost that my dad for the house that we lived in is now like the cost that you probably pay for my truck.
2: Right, You know, right.
1: So it's pretty uh, crazy. I,
2: I asked that in my classes too. and We talk about inflation. I said, you know, without to get into the specific number, who bought their first house? And I usually start at hundred thousand and go down from there. And sometimes we get to, you know, people bought their first house for like, I mean, one was outrageous. It was thirteen thousand. Wow. You know, <laughs> twenty five, thirty thousand dollars they yeah. paid for their first house. And yeah. I say, okay, without telling me, you know, how much you paid for it, did you pay more for your last car that's parked in the driveway in that first house? And they go, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that, that that's what's been happening. And inflation is not that. All those things had higher inflation rates. It's the compounding effect of the inflation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's at a 3% clip. It doesn't look that that much, but 24 years later, that means that that thing has doubled. So like a tree, growing a tree, right? It's a small yeah. sapling. All of a sudden, it's this big thing. Well, that's what inflation does. So that's why you and I, being a Gen X, you know, we're looking around and saying, well, yeah, but we've had these wage increases and things were not – maybe it didn't grow as fast. Maybe inflation wasn't as impactful. So we're looking at what do what do you complain about we you're making more money than I did true at this stage in my life. My kids my making more at
1: 20. Yeah, she's killing yeah. it at 25 more than I did at 25.
2: Right. And but they're still she's complaining still complain about
1: but what yeah. it buys. <laughs>
0: but they are.
1: But and but at the same time, it is kind of it's hard for she can't buy a house. Right. So she's renting. Mm-hmm. So well, you mentioned. So let's talk about Gen X. So uh, what are some of the problems that we're facing in this category?
2: Well, um, higher consumer debt, you know, um, there's a lot of debt out there. People that have a lifestyle that their wages don't support. So sometimes they have that.
1: Keep Kind of um, keeping up with the current world, but with some of these
2: older salaries,
1: yeah. I think we're on average of like 40% more debt, I think, which yeah. is pretty hefty. Yeah. Pretty mind-boggling.
2: They're also kind of a sandwich generation because they got... Oh, big time. They're starting to take care of elderly parents, but they may still have kids at home. Mm-hmm you know uh, we're kind of there my wife um, you know she's as a recording this is at a you know doctor's point with her parents mm. um, and we still have our daughter living at home well she's transitioning because she's you know gonna be moving but it's coming out of college instead of getting an apartment she's working from home just like just you know work at that work at the house yeah I mean um, many
1: of us do definitely I mean you think about uh, if you're let's say 50 you know you may still have a college age kid to your point and you may have a, a parent with a, an issue that's having to stay with you so
2: right so that, that's that their kind of dilemma and probably the first generation that doesn't have any kind of a structured pension plan oh yeah for sure all right they definitely Um, were going the way of the dodo
1: as we were coming up
2: yeah so their parents have them you know my my (laughs) wife's parents both have pensions she worked for the federal government and he worked for john deere Mm. so guess what every month their income and the two social securities or income is set Theresa and I, my wife, we don't have pensions. Right. 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 So we don't have that same structure. Actually, my wife had a small one because she worked for the airlines. And then they kicked her out of it. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) They said, here, your amount's too small. Here's a check. Go roll it over into an IRA. Yeah. As I joke in my classes, she knows a guy that can handle that.
1: Right. Um, But, I mean, many companies just aren't offering them anymore, and they haven't been more and more. A lot of times there's still some government stuff, but, you know. So there's
2: largely this um, Mm self-reliance, which is good if you've, you know, one you you don't have to stay at the same company for your whole career either, like your like your parents did. Right. Um. But that self reliance is going to give you a lot of the the tools necessary, or at least the uh, knowledge to be able to to direct some of your retirement on your own. yeah. Um, but think of the millennials or even Gen Z. They're not going to have any kind of a structured pension either. It's all going to be on their shoulders as well.
1: Yeah, and for Gen X, they're now classifying as 1965 to 1980 mm-hmm. uh, for those folks that fall into that category. And we're also the smallest generation. So by comparison, right now, I think that we're paying the most of the bills uh, and uh, and are the smallest. So in a demographic standpoint, right now, boomers and Gen Z are – the majority of people uh, right now in our society, so pretty interesting uh, the way it's all kind of breaking down and a little little scary at times. But so let's talk about boomers because they've yet again moved these ages as well. So while the other ones were around around fifteen years, Eric, this one is closer to twenty. This one makes mm-hmm. it, you know so it's forty six to sixty four, um, and this is a large portion of our, our radio audience and your clientele base and so on and so forth.
2: And those are the ones uh, what's impacting them. Is they are retiring. Yeah. Um, in fact, the last one in 2024 will reach age 70. Uh, and what's important about that is that's the latest you can claim Social Security, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, was, I asked my class, when do you have to claim Social Security? Well, you don't never technically have to, right? Correct. You don't have to. They don't show up, and they don't penalize you for not claiming yeah, it. I'm pretty sure Oprah or or, <laughs> or uh, Clint Eastwood,
1: he's probably not filed, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but it makes no economic reason not to, right? Because I mean, you paid in the system, you want it back. Oh, so, that's true. if these people have been waiting to seventy to get this biggest amount, then all of a sudden they start claiming, so more strain on the system. Because when you start to claim Social Security, guess what? You stop putting into Social Security, right? So, then all the people, more people claiming than putting in, that's when it has the struggles. Um, so, that's what's going to happen a strain on Social Security. Um, also, they're accessing more health care, right? Because the older you get, typically it's when things start to break down. And so, you need to go to the doctor more often, which is why uh, they even said, I was at the gym this morning, they even said, you know, one of the trainers, just a little thing, you know, uh, uh, exercise is one of the best preventative ma- medicines. Sure. Right, so you got to keep yourself healthy because you don't want to have your retirement be full of doctor's appointments. But they're going to have more so, more uh, impact or more healthcare costs.
1: Clearly, and I mean, then, just, just aging in general is going to do that. So correct,
2: yeah. and then you know you have just the normal retirement stuff as you're retirement, You know, bad markets, rising inflation, interest rates, all those kinds of things are impacting them because as you enter retirement, and when you take away that income coming in from your job. That's when all the unknowns are more yeah. impactful.
1: Yeah, I mean, my mom's eighty-two, and, and obviously the inflation of the last year and a half made her nervous, right? Like, how is that going to affect her remaining years, right? Right. So those kinds of things, when, especially when we haven't seen this kind of inflation, you know, she hadn't seen it in the you know the forty years prior, right? So.
2: Which, which think about it, it, comes back to this quote that we <laughs> we have too retirement's like a long vacation in Vegas. The goal is to enjoy it to the fullest, but not fully uh, not to fully run out of money. Yeah. You don't want to do it to-
1: so much because <laughs> you can go hog wild in Vegas
2: now. Right? Oh, absolutely. You so, can be out of money the first day. Yeah. You want to have a good time in Vegas, but not that good of a time. Right? So that's the thing about the boomers, what they're facing, right? So they're going on this long trip to Vegas and they got to make sure the money lasts. And so that's some of the conundrum, some of the, the anxiety that they have about. That's why yeah. some of them are working seventy, just because they don't, you know, they don't want to run out of money. They want the biggest Social Security. So that's a good point. If you don't have a plan, and this is the, this is the whole thing about having a plan, what it does for you, it gives you the answers to those questions. When can I retire? How long will my money last? What kind of rate of return do I need to earn to make my plan work? How much tax am I going to pay in retirement? Are there things I can do now to prepare myself if I'm five years out or 10 years out from retirement? If you're 20, 30 years out from retirement, quite frankly, you don't need us, right? You're in growth mode. Better just have the cheapest expenses possible and just grow your money. But if you're five to 10 years from retirement, you really need to do yourself a favor and come in for a retirement readiness review because... It may tell you might be able to retire sooner than you thought, or it may tell you you may have to do certain things, maybe save more, spend less, those are really only the big ones, or work longer. So once you know the answers to your questions, then you have a plan of attack. And so don't let retirement blindside you. Get ready for it. Get prepared. So come in for the retirement readiness review.